what's making you happy right now in the world? What is making me happy? It's making me happy that uh, New York City is doing okay. Um, that as a city, we've gone through a really um, bleak and dark uh, experience with COVID. But luckily in New York, I think we are all taking this pretty seriously. I see a lot of masks when I uh, am outside of my apartment, which is so nice to see. That's bringing me um, joy in my city. Um, it's not just Britta. I love I love New York too. <laughs> and um, what else is bringing me joy? I think just to see... Um, everyone kind of rallying around this moment in saying Black Lives Matter is also bringing me some hope, which is definitely something I think we can all use at this time. Yes, yes. Now, what is freaking you out? Oh, my God. Do we have time? How long is this podcast? Um... <laughs> hello, 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 squirrel friends. I'm John Polly, a producer on RuPaul's Drag Race and a drag race historian. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, or as we like to call it. Brought to you by World of Wonder and VH1, this podcast takes you deep inside the big pink furry box that is every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 5. Every week, I am joined by RuPaul's Drag Race icons, i.e. the queens who have made history, to talk about this new season and their own drag race experiences. So thank you for listening. And warning, because there's going to be what? Spoilers! Ding, ding, ding! So consider yourself warned. And to keep up, make sure you watch RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars every Friday on VH1 at 8 p.m. 7 Central, or you can watch in select territories on Wowbrizens Plus if you're someplace where you can't get VH1. I, today, am very honored to be joined by a gorgeous queen, the queen with the most winning personality, New York's very own Jackie Cox. Hello! Salam, John Polly June. Here we are. <laughs> Aww. I love being June. What, and June means it's like dear. It's like a, it's like a sign of um, endearment or um, respect a little bit too. You should never address um, someone without something. I could have said like Mister John Polly, um, but I said June. <laughs> oh my God! Thank you for joining us. I'm very excited to be here. I have already done had mineses and let's let these ladies have it. F fantastic. So this last month in New York across the country has been up and down and in many ways very powerful what's been a powerful moment that you've experienced in new york recently you know i think the protests have been a really amazing moment for new york and the country and the world and seeing people from all walks of life coming together in these protests um the vast majority of whom have been smart and safe and wearing masks i've seen so many amazing volunteers coming around with hand sanitizer and everything we're doing is really there to get this message out of Black Lives Matter, which I think is so important. And for us non-Black folks, such as you and myself, it is feels great to see us kind of standing in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement and to see so many people standing in solidarity with this movement and this um, this cause. It's been it's been uh, inspiring is the word I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, I, I I completely agree. It's, it's like humbling and also like a kick in your ass. Like, oh, here's how I can be a better person and a better activist and just help things change. Yeah, it's you know, it, and change doesn't come fast. No, it's gonna take longer than 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 I think we all think. But I'm glad that the momentum is there, and I am I'm so hopeful for all of this. How are you enjoying All Stars Five? <laughs> 
these girls are bringing it. They all have a, a skin in this game. I can definitely tell. They're hungry for it. It's exciting to watch. I know, I know. They, and they're like not afraid to like stir things up. It is terribly entertaining. But girl, I'm always going to be thinking about the fact that you tried to send me home. These girls have no idea the kind of game I can play. So let's have some fun. They are very different from our cast in that way. Um, but you know, hey, give the give the kids some uh, some some real juiciness here. Exactly, exactly. Now, who would you say are, are your top three in this group? You know, I will say I I have been a huge huge fan of some of the early season girls. Angina was my pick going into the season. I was so sad. Spoiler alert that she left <laughs> us. Um, but just watching, uh, you know, all the early season queens. But so you know, now that there's not as many of them left. I do love Alexis. Alexis Mateo has so much charm in her. It's so fun to watch her on this. I think Cracker is doing an amazing job. And Shay is such an unstoppable force to be reckoned with. <laughs> it's incredible. And I guess if I was going to pick a force, Juju B. I love Juju B. I've loved Juju B for years. And I still love Juju B. Agree, agree, agree. Okay, this episode, we start with, like, the aftermath of last episode, and it's kind of for the first time this season where they bring out the lipsticks to see who voted for who, where it's a mix. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a little suspenseful to see, like, who voted for who. Mariah got four votes. India and Mariah departed, sadly. India got one, and Shay got two, which we saw happen last week. But I, 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 I kind of loved pure entertainment value. The, the the response to this, like, is Shay bothered? Maybe, but she's just going to play the game, right? Yeah, it's funny to me how Shay, you know, on the one side is so obviously confident in herself and her abilities. And I don't think that this really threw that into doubt. I think now she's looking at her competitors a little bit more suspiciously, maybe is the word. Maybe just a little more... Um, cautiously i think is what's happening which makes sense i mean this is a whole different game to see everyone's vote really changes it up i know and i have to say i'm like i'm i give props to alexis and mayhem for being willing to play the game they're like you know what i'm here let's stir things up well and i mean i didn't think there was any way alexis was gonna put mariah in the bottom i mean those two have such a long history so that made sense but shay brought up a point that Alexis could have just as easily put India's name in that box, so. <laughs> India was in the bottom twice. So how is it that India is like not even an option when out of all the girls that are remaining here, I'm the only one that's won a challenge and a lip sync, so. Okay, so we get a room mail and, um, we find out it's all about, you know, your walk of shame can lead to the Hall of Fame, which leads us to the Maxi Challenge, which Rue explains is what? An improv challenge. John Polly, you know I love improv. You, I, I'm, a, I'm an improv queen, John Polly. I am excited for this challenge. I know. What's your expertise? And, and what's the theme? What's the vibe? What, what are they doing? It is She MZ. We are going to see uh, them in three teams, and they are going to be um, enacting different improv tabloid-ish scenes. Um, and the part that wasn't revealed in this is that they are also going to be portraying the staff of GMZ, 
which I think was actually my favorite part of this challenge. Bam! <laughs> they are playing the douchiest GMZ bros I have ever seen. And that up against Carson as the, as the, I'll say, um, not as douchey uh, head of GMZ, I think is hilarious to watch. It is, I think that is high camp, high art drag right there. The boy drag. I live for it. I know. It was so like Charles Nelson, Riley-esque. And shout out to Blair, who looks, I think, even less masculine in her masculine <laughs> drag. It's incredible. Ah, okay. So before we get there, the girls get teamed up. And the real the real fun juice, you know, moving into this is that Alexis and Shay are put together. And when they have to just start planning, this is like in my ancient references, which I feel like you know. It was like bosom buddies from MAME because they were like, you know, dig, dig, dig the whole time. I was like, how... It's almost like they were scripted or something. <laughs> very, very bosom buddies. Very Vera and Auntie Mame. I saw that entirely, and I and I think um, what was interesting to me was they both seemed very game to like use their tensions from the previous episode and put them into this challenge. Which, hey, that's a good strategy. Use what you got. I don't want to talk about Alexis's multiple failures. Hey. I didn't get kicked out. I think improv is all about having fun. It's all about taking whatever is thrown at you and adding on to it. That's kind of the the best way to approach improv. And I bet I would I would guess for Shay and Alexis, since they both know they're good performers and solid, like smart performers, it's like if you're gonna be paired up with anybody, whether you are best friends or not, at least you've got like a really strong talent to play off of. Totally. I think that it's it's also scary right it's coming down to not that many girls left and any little mistake can land you in the bottom (sighs) okay we're gonna tear into this challenge after a break so hang on we'll be back um we're gonna talk about shemz jackie cox will reveal all of her untold scandals (laughs) i don't even know what that means but i'm just throwing it out there (laughs) and we'll both be wearing camo couture right after this Hello, everybody. I'm the Vivian. Grab your kettles and your biscuits because I'm going to make a cup of tea that everyone wants to drink. I'm making a brew and so is Bagger. Are you there, love? Hello, Vivian. I'm live from my living room. I'm just getting the milk out of the fridge. I like my brew extra milky. Yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> Fancy a Brew is the podcast with me, the Vivian, and Bag of Chips. We talk about everything from drag, pop culture, and talking some shite. Absolute shite. And don't forget to listen every Thursday, wherever you listen to your podcast. Listen now, wherever you get yours. Okay, we're back on the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. I'm John Polly, and I am so graciously thrilled to have... Yeah, I'm going to say that. Does that make any sense? Great. <laughs> I'm so thrilled to be talking to Jackie Cox today. Hello. John Polly, we are having a kiki over here. Jackie Cox, okay. Off topic, how's your mom and dad? My mom and dad are both okay. My mom, uh, due to health stuff, is still very isolated, but I text her every day. I call her at least once a week. Um, She still wants to find out if I'm going to get a a different job, but, you know, (laughs) 
progress is progress. Uh, my dad, meanwhile, um, is is loving still that I was on TV. He loves sharing all of my posts with his friends. He he is, you know, of course, my biggest cheerleader. So they're very typical them. Um, but they're both doing okay. Oh, good. And you're like, mom, it's it's not a really good job hunting market right now. Yeah, she's like, she's like, well, now that you know you can't go out and perform and tour, maybe you should like go think about, you know, you know, go getting your like MBA or something. And I was like, uh, I don't think so, mom. <laughs> we get into the scenes as we've discussed. Carson is fabulous, is the weird, brilliant gay Harvey Levin, Nelson Riley sort of boss man. Oh my god, he's so funny. The queens are playing douchey bros in the bullpen. Preposterous. Also hilarious. Um, I also just love and like Shay's like they're thirsty, all right. For these nuts. You know what? That chauvinistic dude. <laughs> Which, you know, hey, at least well that's that's what I always think that um humor like that that's self-aware is very important, especially about these, you know, very uh tired types of um uh, I'll say men, right? Who 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 actually talk like this? It's good to be aware, uh, and I love that the queens are all in on the joke of like how ridiculous this type of drag is, right? Because I do think sometimes when men do it, it's also a type of drag, isn't it? Yeah, posing. It's like posturing. Um, totally. So we get to the challenges. Shay and Alexis are the fake housewives of Tuckahoe who've already been fired from their show. <laughs> what did you think? Of their performance. Well, uh, John Polly, as you, I'm sure, have guessed, I am obviously a watcher of many of the Housewives shows. Um, and I think what those shows are really about is about, you know, delusional people living on the in the extremes of life, right? It's these usually very wealthy women who are absolutely ridiculous. I think that is kind of what we love about the shows, the escapism of it. And so that's what I was um, wanting to see from Shay and Alexis. And I think for the most part, they really brought it. I thought that um, Shay's outfit especially looked like it was definitely something I would see a Real Housewives of Atlanta um, wife wearing. I thought that um, Alexis was also bringing a little bit of that spicy, almost like a telenovela type feeling to it. So it was kind of really fun to watch the two of them. Uh, and I mean, I do love a wig snatch. Yes, 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 yes. And like furs flying, feathers are flying. There's pillow fights. There's like fake babies exposed. I, ah. I mean, it's juicy drama, juicy <laughs> fake drama. And um, up next, Cracker, Jujubee, and Blair are in like a university admissions scandal ripped from, well, last year's headlines. Um, what did you think of them? Expl and explain what was going on there. Yeah, so I think, you know, the the hot off the presses celebrity admissions scandal, it's so funny because I do think it's it's a fun twist on this to have, uh, you know, obviously to have Jujubee as the mom, a, a role she's born to play, <laughs> a Blair as the daughter, which I think Blair will perennially be the daughter of any scene partner she's with and you know to have cracker as the kind of scheming wheeling and dealing admissions uh, fraud committer i think was hilarious if i'm going down you're going down i have gone down i know you're going down too if we play our cards right what got me right from the beginning was cracker's physical comedy was so good the like peeking behind 
but the door, the, the, the throwing off the coat and revealing the medications she just picked up from the Michelle Visage clinic. <laughs> I mean, this is, it's, it's fun exposition that I think sets up who this woman is. She's obviously a, a, a shadier woman. And then I loved the sexual tension between Jujubee and Cracker. I know that Juju had talked about the tension between Blair and Cracker, but I was I was really getting heated up by that Jujubee and Cracker tension. My goodness. I know. And you can tell they created these characters. They they have their backstory yeah. to play with or whatever. They have their, you know, and they just get to like kind of ride high and low and take you and take you on a ride. Very that. I thought that Jujubee was so smart in how she was using her voice, you know, when she was like speaking in secrets to a cracker the lowering of the voice was so smart and then you know then then the then the turning it on its tables and saying that there was no way she could support her and mugging to ross i thought was so funny and you know these sometimes i wonder and these this is a scene where it's like these people who actually get on these types of tabloid shows I'm like, sometimes are they mugging for the camera? It's it's good stuff to think about there. Right. They're all, they're all working angles. And I will say, between between Cracker and Jujubee, the two of them were working a lot of angles there. <laughs> and then our last pair is India and Mayhem. And I was I was a fan of India's so the moment I saw her, just looking insane in like huge bosoms and big hair and shopping bags. That was like goals. Just like daytime shopping drag goals. I mean, that's how I look. All the time walking around <laughs> New York City, John Polly. I don't know what you imagine me, but that is it. With a face mask, of course. Thank you. Um, but I mean, yeah, I thought the the physicality of these two characters that they created was really smart. I I believed Mayhem as this disgruntled shop owner slash also for former reality star. Am I mistaken or are you Mayhem from the 22nd season of The Bachelor? All this could have been yours. You're just so... I think that it's so funny because, you know, again, it ties into this idea that these people who end up on these tabloid shows often uh, have an agenda of their own. And I thought both um, uh, Mayhem and India really played into that. Oh, my God. They're licking donuts and then glasses falling out of India's lady parts. John Polly, I I can't. I'm not going to lie. That the, the, the licking of the broken glass made me so nervous. Me too. I was very nervous. I hoped that the medic was nearby. I was very um, worried. I was, yeah, that was that, that really put me through it emotionally. Um, so I will say I can see why India and Mayhem uh, thought they were in the top because they really did a no holds barred performance right right and i will say it was like some kind of fake sugar glass it obviously was not real glass it was something glass ish but still it's kind of like yeah but it was on the asphalt john polly i'm very nervous i know these committed queens oh my god so who were your favorites irrespective of what judging comes later who 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 did you love i will say that cracker and juju's chemistry was undeniable in that challenge but I also really loved Shay because she, to me, really seemed like that housewife character that, and it, she looked so beautiful. And even when the wig was snatched, her little tiny Nene Leakes wig underneath was also gorgeous. I was like, work. These are women who, are, who can be ridiculous and gorgeous at the same time. I think that is what a, makes a housewife. Anyway, they finished the challenge. It's day two. They're in the workroom. They're getting ready for... The runway. Take it to the runway. Blair reveals her TMZ moment in her real life, which I remember seeing 
during her season. Like it was like, ah, oh, this poor child was being splashed across TMZ for like a, um, a a DUI thing or something. Like being on Drag Race is not easy, right? It's not. You know, I think Blair handled it really well, and I love that in their conversation, it actually um, helped Mayhem open up not just about you know. The DUI is kind of the ultimate thing that happened, but just kind of her issues with substance. I think it's an important conversation for, you know, the drag race audience to hear. Yeah. Because it's something that affects our community and to hear how Mayhem has been able to rise above it. And Blair also has been able to rise above these these demons or things that have happened in their past was, uh, I think, uh, important to hear. Absolutely, absolutely. And it just like humanizes like everyone because we all like struggle. We all like have, you know, have ups and downs and mishaps. And, you know, I don't know. It's just it's it, it is true. It's so cliche like, oh, and you get to know these the queens on the show and you see how the vulnerabilities and stuff. It does speak to people. It does get somebody like, oh, my God, that happened to me. Thank you for sharing. It, it, it can be powerful. And between the queens, I just thought that that moment also helped yeah. uh, Blair and Mayhem understand each other a little bit more. And I think all, all the girls understand a little bit more about Mayhem, too. Yeah. And we're moving to the runway. It's Camo Couture. Who are your three favorite looks? And, and, and tell me what they were wearing. All right. Let's talk about this runway. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and say who my favorite was now. And to no surprise, um, it was Shay's 60s-inspired camo. Obviously, I'm a queen who loves 60s-inspired drag, and I thought Shay had a really fun take on camo, because I would have never really thought of camo in, like, 60s women's silhouettes, but it was so fun to see that cute little shift dress and the little hair tie, and I loved the um, the, the custom leggings with the, with the stirrups. It was all very cool. It felt very cool, but still 60s. I probably just, whenever I try 60s, it's just 60s, but I loved how Shay was able to actually make it cool i mean amazing that was definitely my number one was shay and i think that crackers was really a fun departure for her it was definitely a fun younger side of cracker that we haven't seen as much this season so that was really fun to see cracker oh look she can still keep up with the kids i live for that moment right she had kind of the high pony it was kind of gaga or ariana grande-esque in green camo like I love that. <laughs> and this may be controversial because this, I think the, the, the judges, I don't think they would quite agree with me, but I really loved Mayhem's pink camo look. I thought it was so fun. It was so girly, but powerful. I love that kind of dichotomy in Mayhem, who I think is also kind of that dichotomy lives in, in her. She does have this like very soft feminine side, but then also a lot of power. And so I really loved, I loved Mayhem's look. I agree totally. And she just like fabulous. Her hair, everything, the body. Yeah, the hair was beautiful. And I loved Blair's weird, like, I'm camouflaged, but I'm actually a tree or something. <laughs> yeah, she was actually a tree. Um, and I-, I will say, though, just seeing the butterflies it now gives me agita. No matter who wears them on the runway, uh, I always get a little nervous seeing a, a butterfly on that stage. <laughs> and the little butterflies over the trees made me nervous for a minute. No butterflies were harmed in this runway. Thank goodness. Um, and what did you think of India? Her like sleek hair and the kind of more intense makeup. I mean, India is no, you know, does not shy away from makeup clearly ever. But what did you think of this look? You know, what's really amazing about India is she has really just been killing it in terms of showing 
everyone, America, these other queens, the judges, like she did not come to play. She may not have made it to the top four or top three of her season. She may have been an early season queen, but she is back with a vengeance and she is not going to play. And this outfit kind of encapsulates that, right? The, the slick black with the camo, it's like very strong, very in your face. And I think that's what India is doing with her drag. And she's made it very clear that she is a force to be reckoned with this season. Agree. John, I do have to tell you what my idea would be for the runway. And you could tell me if this is terrible. What would your camo approach be? What if I had just come out there with a giant crystal beaded curtain rod dress and just blended into the back of the runway? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. High concept probably would look terrible at execution, but in my mind, it's a hilarious runway. Oh my God. I like it. I almost would just want you just to stay at the back of the stage the whole time, but that's not probably allowed or makes sense. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather keep it on, please. I'd rather stay in the back, please. So everybody's kind of strong in the challenge, but Mayhem and India get the weaker critiques. And Mayhem is also kind of a little, she has thoughts about the judges' critiques about her look. I wish there was more to it. Like, who are you? What's your, what's your I'm story? I'm Barbie going to combat. That's what I am. Like I said, I really loved Mayhem's look. And so I understand where that feeling comes from. And What's so hard about being on RuPaul's Drag Race and hearing these critiques is that you have to kind of, you have to process them in through your ego as quickly as you can to kind of like dump out the natural reaction, which is to protect yourself, right? You're getting someone's tearing something apart that you feel obviously passionate about. Drag is something we all feel so passionate about. Mayhem rightfully felt passionate about how she performed and the way she looked. And you have to kind of like, the instant it's being said to you, let it wash over you, let all of that instinct break down and then come back and realize this is just someone's opinion. Yeah, And it's just as valuable as anyone else's opinion. And even on that judges panel, Sarah Heinland disagreed a little bit with, with Michelle on that runway, right? So I think it's hard in that moment to actually look objectively through it. I know that that's something I tried to do a lot as I was hearing critiques, because <laughs> as you know, I got a lot of critiques. And every time I just did my best to process them, both in the moment and then after the challenge to be like, okay. What in there is useful to me? What can I take that's actually going to be helpful? But it's not easy. And the more passionate you are about what it is you're doing, and the more the stakes feel so high, and the stakes are high for Mayhem. She didn't do well on the improv challenge her season. That's when she went home. So she knows she has something to prove. It's a hard thing to deal with. So I felt for her in that moment. Totally, 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 totally. And I don't blame her for like responding. Yeah. Hey, she was just having a kiki, just like us. <laughs> and the kiki continues for Miss Cracker because she is declared the top queen, the winner of the challenge. Yay! I mean, like I said, in the challenge, the chemistry, I could have seen it going either way with her and Juju. And I wonder, yeah, I wonder what took it over the edge in Rue's eyes. Uh, I guess we'll uh, wait for the tell-all book from Rue <laughs> why I chose this winner. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, amazing. She did so well. And then they got to go back. Um, cause we, end up, you know, India and Mayhem end up in the bottom. The others all get to vote. Cracker has to place a vote, go back to the workroom. They talk it out. 
I just want to ask, how would you feel about voting off your fellow contestants? You got to pick a lipstick for one of your fellow queens. How hard would that be to do? I think it would be especially hard in this challenge when I think that Mayhem in India really performed pretty equally in their challenge. I wouldn't say one was necessarily worse than the other. I really loved both of their runways based on what the judges said. It sounds like India was viewed slightly more favorably in the challenge. So again, I don't know what, what do you take into account? Plus, you know, what do you take into account of your personal relationships? You know, most of these Queens, whether from prior to the show or through just filming have started developing bonds and it's, it's a tough spot to have to vote out your sisters. I don't envy them for having to do that. It's really tough. Right, right. Because also, like, you saw last week, like, Shay and Alexis, uh, excuse me, you saw last week Alexis and Mayhem voting for Shay just for pure strategy. So you never know what the, you know, what people are bringing to the decision. Totally. <laughs> it's it's a nail biter, John Polly. It's a nail biter. So they they go back. Everyone kind of pleads their case. We head back to the stage. And then it's time to reveal the lip sync assassin. Also, can we just talk about Cracker's look for the for the lip sync? That kind of silver and blue with like gorgeous. A new hair change. She put on new contacts. I mean, Cracker really brought it for this lip sync. Work. What would you describe that look as being? I mean, I would describe it as like a Busby Berkeley, Marilyn Monroe fantasy. Meet some kind of like ice dancer lady or something. <laughs> yeah, I also meet some kind of ice dancer lady. It's like it's like a Busby Berkeley, Marilyn Monroe ice capade moment from the near future or the distant past. Right. From the near future. So she's there looking stunning, her crazy blue contacts. And then the screen at the back of the stage rises to reveal the lip sync assassin. And it is. Holy the queen. Morgan. McMichaels. Morgan McMichaels revealed from the projector screen that we are storing until my PowerPoint later on. Amazing. <laughs> and there, and weirdly, she's kind of wearing like an icy bodysuit kind of combo. Like she and Cracker almost match in some weird way. Battle of the Ice Queens. Uh, both of them look stunning. Morgan is one of the very first queens I saw when I was when I used to go to the 18 and over. Uh, club we'll call it in um, Irvine California ah! and uh, Morgan is one of the first drag queens I ever saw perform live this was before she did drag race and she was so sweet to me and to all of us really young people at the time um, I mean she must have only just been a couple years older but you know when you're 18 you know 22 seems like so far away but <laughs> Uh, you know, she uh, has always had so much grace about her as a performer, as a person. So it was really cool to see Morgan up there. Oh, my God. Right. And then also it's like, ah, suspenseful because, you know, she and Mayhem are like best friends, which I mean, Mayhem tells us, but I kind of knew that already. It's like, woo. Yeah. I mean, they have been powerhouses in Southern California for a long time. And that's stressful. And I, I, I'm curious. uh Knowing, you know, potentially what lipstick she had tucked away, what how that affected her thoughts going into this lip sync. It's kind of scary, isn't it? It is, it is. The assassins don't know the name on the lipstick that they're carrying. Ooh, ooh, that adds another wrinkle. It's in a little sheath thing they have to then pull out and read in the moment. 
Oh, so then, so then it's even more, uh, that's even more suspenseful. Cause then, uh, you know, I think for Morgan, she has to make that quick calculation of, um, is it, is it my best friend's name in the lipstick in my sleeve or does Cracker hold Mayhem's name? What do I do? Do mm-hmm. I, Oh, that's so, that's, that's a lot. Oh my God. I can't even think about those stakes. I would go crazy. And you don't want to come out and do like a half-ass lip sync. Cause that just makes you look bad. And it's the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race, and you know Mother remembers these things. She would, <laughs> Ru would not be happy with that. I, I, Michelle will really not be happy if someone didn't deliver in a lip sync. Okay, so talk us through the lip sync. What did you see, and how did it end? I saw at first them kind of were like relying on their sticks of like their solo stuff, which is of course great. They're both really seasoned queens. But then when the two of them started playing with each other, I was like, this is what I live for. This is high drag. When Cracker was doing those, like, I don't even know what that move is called. The like, the the skip it thing where she's doing the breakdancer move and Morgan started jumping over it like it was a bop it. Yeah. Or uh, skip it or whatever those games are from childhood that I was too uncoordinated to play. <laughs> I... That was my whole life. I I lived for that moment. I loved it. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I would I would love to see the two of them tour whenever that's possible. I mean, I live for it. <sighs> okay. So the lip sync is finished. So Brew declares the winner and it is a tie. <gasps> <laughs> okay, so at this point I'm thinking like, okay, so it's a tie. Does that mean like Morgan also wins ten thousand dollars? I mean, or does it just mean that uh, does it mean that by default, maybe Cracker doesn't get the money, but she gets the lipstick or maybe the other way around? Like, I was very confused as to what was going to happen. And then to find out that both lipsticks will be read aloud is call. I know. I Let me just say this. John Polly, I'm glad we are in uh, phase two here in New York City because the nail salons are open because my nails are bitten, honey. This is a nail biter. Right, right. So there could be two queens going home. You don't know. You don't know. Okay. So the bottom queens, India and Mayhem, have to file up on stage. Morgan reveals her lipstick. And it says Mayhem. Cracker reveals her lipstick, which also says Mayhem. What did you think? Well, here's the thing. Is we know how... how mayhem felt about the challenge we know she felt she gave it her all and that's really the most important thing that any of us can hope to do on that stage and i think she got to show so much in the episodes she was there i thought she looked so gorgeous on this runway tonight so it is sad but i i also understand that you know it's coming down to the wire and perhaps the queen saw a little more hunger in india's eyes you know so that doesn't surprise me that that was the verdict, though, of course, I love seeing Mayhem on my screen, and I would have loved to see her stay on. I know, and I feel like we got to know her better this season, too. Just more like, you know, vulnerability. I mean, that sounds like a so that almost becomes a cliche on Drag Race. Oh, vulnerability. But it's true. Just like she opened up more and like shared more about herself and her amazingness with us. She totally did. And it was so great to watch. And I think Mayhem is someone who will continue to be such a powerhouse in Southern California and beyond in the whole world. And so I'm not worried about her as a performer, as a sister. She is going to prevail. Yes. Incredible. We have four queens gone, six left. Who do you think is going to take the whole thing? Oh, John Polly, this is so hard to, it's hard, hard to answer. I mean, like I said, my front runners, you know, going into this really are 
Alexis, Juju B, my hearts from the earlier seasons. And then, I don't know, Shay is really bringing it so hard. And now that Cracker has a win under her belt, she seems like quite the threat too. So between the four of them, I think it's one of their games. Uh, and we will see what happens. Ah, of course, I could be wrong. It could be, it could be. It could be Blair. Who knows? Well, as Rue likes to tell Michelle and Carson and Roz, thank you. You've been no help at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Don't don't use any of this podcast to make your bets, kids. No, you're amazing. Okay. Um, what's next for Jackie? What's next for me? I'm about to go hop into some drag. I'm doing some digital shows. I've been doing some, you know, trying to, trying to do the little videos for the kids. Uh, you know, doing what I can to... To, to, to have fun with my drag still it's it's definitely you know been a source of joy for me in this uh in this isolation so I, i'm loving the drag and i i'm just counting down the days till we can all finally leave our apartments and go out and see the world and meet the fans and how eager for you to get back on stage are you excited are you still kind of like ah, is it scary or what Oh, no, 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 no. Get me on that stage. As soon as it is safe to do so, I am ready. <laughs> I want to see it. Ah. You'll be there. We'll, we'll, you'll come. You'll have your face mask on. It's going to be amazing. Thank you, Jackie Cox. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. Keep watching Drag Race. More Drag Race is coming. New episodes of All Stars every Friday at 8 p.m. Central on VH1. And if you cannot get VH1 where you live in your part of the world, check out WilbersonsPlus.com and you can possibly stream it that way. Jackie Cox, she rocks. Thank you. <laughs> you can't you can't keep me in a box, John Polly. <laughs> But you can keep me in my apartment, apparently. <laughs> Next time we'll meet in real life. Someday, someday. Someday, but thank you for having me. Well, we